I actually watched this movie. Mm. Good. That's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, it'd, pro- it'd probably be bad for this one if you said you didn't. Like, of all the movies that you could not really watch, I don't think this one falls in that category. Mm-hmm. Well, luckily I watched it. That's good. Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel. everybody welcome to the disney channel tipsy panel the podcast where we watch and review all the decoms from a to xenon my name is brandon lamuto and this movie taught me too many things my <laughs> name is james latiri and i'm the baby of the group <laughs> i'm ryan metz i'm your host i have a bunch of friends with me let's yeah, go around the room say. and i'm brennan and i love you thanks for listening it's been a little while how's everybody yeah, doing that felt, that felt weird brandon yeah i know it's we 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 took a little hiatus um but but we're back and we're here and we're having fun and hopefully we're not going to do that again we want to give you all content that's what's important in this in this year of our lord 2021 content i think i speak for everyone when i say that we're all fair to good yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Fairly good. Yeah. It's not getting things I'm not I'm not doing worse. But I'm also no, th- not doing I, I'm, better. I'm seeing I'm seeing an uptrend like a certain uh like a certain uh stock manipulated by a bunch of redditors. Oh, uh, dude, mm-hmm. that's going to be so irrelevant by the time we release this. I mean Oh, you thought. The whole you thought. The whole system is is crumbling right before our very eyes, Brandon. Yeah, isn't it great? I love it. I, My name is Brandon Lovino. I'm your host. They're not going to make any rules. No rules will change because of what's happening or may have happened in the past. Yeah, let hmm. us know what it's like in the future. Email us at DisneyChannelTipsyPanel at gmail.com. Uh, there's some other systems I want to see crumble, especially the one in this movie. We watched The Color of Friendship. It's a 2000 Disney Channel original movie uh, all about apartheid and all about misconceptions and preconceptions about other people. That's heavy learning. shit. <laughs> it's learning the color of friendship. It was a heavy watch. It was a good watch though. Yeah. Uh, this is widely considered one of the, the best Disney channel original movies out there. And well, well, let me ask you guys this. What, what would you consider a, a good rating for a movie on IMDb? Over a seven. Over um, a seven? Okay, then this is one 7. of two 5. good Disney Channel original movies. Wow. Really? There's this one and there's two confessions. Let me guess. Uh, this one has uh, 7.9. 7.2. Wow. Okay. Mm. Just and the last by. time I checked, I believe True Confessions was 7.3? Oh. 7.5. 7.5. Wow. I've been doing this thing when I watch movies where I have like a little projector. It's only eight pounds heavy or something. (laughs) And I put it on my bed, point it to the ceiling and watch movies on the ceiling. Oh, that's nice. That's That's how I watch this one. It's a good way to watch it. It's a good way to watch Mm -hmm. anything. I'm a Uh, fan. I watched this one from the cushy seat of a stationary bike in my home. So I had no choice but to actually watch it. (laughs) Good. I was really sweaty. Also of, of all good. the 
of all the the Disney Channel movies that you could just kind of not watch, this does not fall in that category. Yeah, it's good I watch this because there's a lot to talk about. There, first of all, there's a lot to process, and second yeah. of all, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, but before we get into all of that, we are called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. Uh, James made a very tasty drink. James is going to tell us about that drink. Go on, buddy. So from South Africa uh, is a tea that I'm sure a lot of people have talked about that I wrote down the phonetic pronunciation of because I got in my head on how to say it. <laughs> Roybus tea. My name, Roy Biss. <laughs> I mean, it's got like three O's in it where there should only be one. Yeah, it's like Rui Boos. Um, but uh, yeah, so Roy Biss tea is like a red tea from South Africa, South Africa, originally. <laughs> and um, it makes a good drink uh, mixer if you got it. If you can't get it, uh, any, uh, what's it called? Hibiscus tea will work good. Um, so basically, it's like a peach and tea and vodka drink. So it's two and a half ounces of fresh peach juice or any peach juice you can get. Two and a half ounces of tea, the rooibos tea or hibiscus, whatever you got. An ounce of vodka, uh, fresh peach slices, and a handful of mint. Mix it up in uh, a bunch of ice. It's like a punch. Super refreshing. It's really great. Um, I went to my just you know the local grocery store and i i didn't find any rooibos but i did find a an overpriced rooibos drink with some other shit in it um so uh long story short now i have a spicy version of that drink Ooh. Nice. what does rooibos taste like uh j- i mean it's it's just red tea if i had to describe oh, the red. taste of something red yeah this is red yeah and it's also <laughs> tea I think I know what red tastes it's, like. It's kind of like if you leave black tea steeping for a really long time, it sort of gets that bitterness. Um, but there's a distinct characteristic that comes along with that. I would describe rooibos as having that distinct, you know, tea flavor, but without the bitterness. It's like just very tea. Yeah. Got if it. that makes any sense. This is our new segment, Tea Talk. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be in every episode. It's also is, decaf, in case anybody was wondering. This is what you come here for. Please stay tuned. And if you want to, you made some tea too, didn't you? Uh, well, I was making uh, turmeric ginger tea, which uh, is very tasty, but um, not not quite the same as uh, a rooibos tea. But I was going to say, if you want a non-alcoholic rooibos tea to uh, beat your flu or your COVID nineteen or your COVID twenty or your COVID twenty one, <laughs> um, take the same red rooibos tea and combine that with some fresh squeezed ginger and some fresh squeezed lemon in equal parts, and add. Uh, as much cayenne pepper as you can handle and then some honey preferably raw and uh you know just mix it all together and uh, enjoy it hot uh that one's called the red whistle that sounds Ooh, great i know you're whistle. doing a thing just there but no it's I'd have, a, I'd have a red whistle it's a drink good drink if you want to if you want any of these drinks um alcoholic or non-alcoholic check our instagram because we're going to post the recipe for this drink, and I think you're going to like it. Uh, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel is our Instagram. Um, and you can check back there to find more information about our recipe book, which uh, this, uh, this is not going to be evergreen, but it's either out or ready, or it's going to be out soon. Um, it's out. <laughs> it all depends on when, we li- on when you listen. Let's just say it's out. Yeah. Let's go it's with out. that. The recipe book is out. So check our Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel for information on how to download it uh, and make some tasty drinks. Brennan put a lot of work into it, and it looks really great. 
It's it wasn't that really much work. Cool. I like didn't even like care, you know. Like Bre- it's not Bre- that Bre- important Bre- to Bre- me, you guys. Uh, Brennan, Brennan, Bre- Bre- can I talk what? to you over here for a second? What? Can I talk to you over here? Certain restrictions apply. See you for details. You gotta tell them that you worked really hard on it. You gotta tell them this was a really big deal. But I don't want them to think that I like Bre- that. Offer not valid in the continental Bre- United States. Just, just trust me. It's, it's gonna be worth it. Okay. Okay. We could go back over there now. Prices higher in Times Square in Alaska and Hawaii. Let's talk about this movie. The Color of Friendship. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, we didn't do a uh, we didn't do a tipsy treatment for this. I, it, I didn't think it mattered for this yeah, one. Yeah, um, we would have all been wrong. No, no, yeah. I think we would have all been right because I think everybody pretty much would have said, "What is this movie about? Racism." Yeah, nailed it. Yeah. Um, so Piper is a young uh, is a young girl in Washington D.C. Her father is a congressman, uh, very anti-apartheid, and Mari is a young white South African girl uh, who is applying for a foreign exchange program. Mari doesn't know that her host family, Piper, is black. Piper doesn't know that her South African study uh, student exchange uh, student is white. Uh, So neither of them get what they're expecting. There's a lot of preconceptions, a lot of misconceptions, and uh, they learn the color of friendship. Oh my god! But I don't yeah. think that, but I don't think there is one color. I think that's the point. They should have called it the colors of friendship, huh? Huh? Why didn't they have the ombres of mm. friendship? <laughs> <laughs> the colors of friendship are yellow, green, and black, like the South African anti-racist flag. Yes, yes, nailed it. That's Absolutely. the colors. Those are the colors of friendship. Um. So through like. 15 minutes of exposition we learn a little bit about each of the families we learn how excited piper is to you know explore uh you know african roots and we learn that mari lives in a very privileged very um you know racist ideological family because her dad's a south african cop in apartheid and our introduction to him is yeah we just finished locking up steven biko um, yeah who as I had to learn, was beaten to death by the South African cops uh, for yep. being an anti-apartheid uh, you know, activist. Yeah. Some pretty heavy topics for a kids' yeah. movie. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody dies. Like, how often can we say that someone dies in a Disney Channel original yeah. movie? We don't more, see it, but more often they say, yeah, this guy died. Yeah. And they, they talk about murder and police cover-up and police brutality all get it get it on disney plus stream it now well not to mention that that's basically a side plot to the fact that south africa is under this really brutal system of institutionalized racism i mean later on in the film mari kind of just flippantly mentions that all black workers in the country of south africa need a pass to to get around Basically, the equivalent of the Gestapo, let me see your papers. Like, you know, yeah. a really brutally racist way of keeping black workers oppressed. I don't know. I don't know what you guys learned about this in, you know, in school, in high school, you know, social studies or history or whatever. I didn't learn shit. Nothing. I didn't learn about this. I didn't learn anything about it. The only reason I know who Stephen Biko is is because when I was like 10 years old, my dad played me the Peter Gabriel song, Biko. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what better way to learn the music? Oh, oh, I know. Actual education. (sighs) Not likely. Not in this country. 
my, no offense. My, my <laughs> what I remember from history, learning history, was we went, you know, from fucking Mesopotamia up until about the Cold War over the course of like, you know, two or three years. And then from the Cold War, it's just like, well, George Bush is our president. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, I, I'm, that's why I'm glad that this movie exists. I am yep. I am a 29 year old adult and I'm a 29 year old white adult learning some of these things for the first time. And I feel like an idiot that, you know, this was never, you know, brought to anybody's attention. And I know that that makes me, uh, you know, a little uh, uninformed, but I'm glad that this is here and I'm glad that this movie happened because we didn't even if learn I'm about still learning this. There's a ton of people out there who've just never heard of this at all. We didn't even learn about Nelson Mandela in high school history class. And he's like the central figure of anti-apartheid. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised this doesn't spent... come up in this movie because at this point, mm-hmm. he, this movie takes place in 1977, even though it was made in 2000. So apartheid is very much happening. And uh, he was, he'd been in jail for like, what, 15 years at that point? <sighs> at least. I actually yeah. d- just read, like, the learning per capita in this movie is kind of wild. Like, I read more articles about after watching this than I have of anything else. I was genuinely curious after watching this movie. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's pretty great. Um, one thing I learned while we're just talking about the things we learned, um, is, you know, this movie makes a big deal about the anti-apartheid bill that Congress passed in 1986, you know, after, you know, the events of this movie, I found out that, you know, house, the house very, you know, with a big majority passed the bill, the Senate passed the bill, Reagan vetoed it. And he was like, no, 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 that's going to hurt the economy for the black people in South Africa too. And everybody in Congress for the most part was like, you're an idiot. And they... What is it called to overturn the veto? They overturned the veto. Yeah. And all of those congressional idiots are still in Congress today. Oh, God. No, please. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's keep talking about the past so we don't have to think about the present. Let's just talk about let's just talk about the the, the events of this movie. Um, there was uh, so, you know, Mari is coming from South Africa to uh, the United States. But before she comes, we get to meet her family. And oh my God, her younger brother is the greatest character, the greatest younger brother I've ever seen in any of these movies. Mm -hmm. They cast that kid perfectly to just be a little shitty kid. Yeah, he's just a little like (laughs) snot-nosed brat. He looks like a little monkey. (laughs) (laughs) He really does. He looks he looks like Augustus Gloop's like younger worse brother. You're right. His 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 introductory line is just him in a restaurant just crossing his arms going, "I don't want vegetables." He's all but wearing like a tiny propeller hat. Yeah. <laughs> He's oh, like man. a portly young man. He looks like Angus Young from ACDC. <laughs> He's wearing the same uniform. Yep. I could see this kid like failing the the you know childhood psychology marshmallow test every single time you put a marshmallow in front of him. Say, oh, oh if you God. wait ten minutes, you'll get another one. It's already gone. <laughs> this kid grew up to be ninja from D Word. Oh God. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, that's enough ripping on the little brother. I mean, I didn't think he was a bad character. He really had nothing. To add, I think, for the most part, he brings the bird over. That's it. 
Oh, right. The the weaver birds. Yeah, which yeah. ends up being a whole metaphor. Uh, a nice long mm-hmm. metaphor. Mm-hmm. But, For uh, working together and coexisting no matter what your color is. No. Did you guys look up weaver bird nests? They're They're horrifying. Are they? Oh, my God. They're scary looking. Like, you know that thing that people have that's like a fear of like a collection of holes? They give me that. Oh, yep. I'm looking at it now. Tryptophobia? Yep. Yes, this is a tryptophobic nightmare. No, they're cute. No, they're not. The birds are cute. Their nests are not. No, the nests are not scary. They're cute. It's like a little basket. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, but if you look at these. I'm with you, Ryan. If you look Aww. at these like big amalgam nests, it looks yeah. like one of H.P. Lovecraft's indescribable horrors. Yep, that's what I'm saying. It's like if you Google it right now, the fourth image. Yeah, it it looks like um, oh. it looks like the the way that angels were described in the Old Testament. Yep, exactly. It looks like a durian. Come on, guys! It's so squeamish. <laughs> hey, I'm not I'm not sc- 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 scared. I'll oh, go touch a weaver nest. Cute. Yeah, I want to. I want to go live in one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last you heard of me. Um. So the majority of this movie is just, um, you know, very, very matter of fact statements about what makes apartheid bad and what things that we have here in America that are also bad but less bad. Um, yeah, and also how like innocent and ignorant children can be, mm. and it's not yeah. their fault. They just had poor education. Like uh, Maori, Maori, mm-hmm. the girl yeah. from South Africa, she she's just like so confused. And when she explains why things are as racist as they are in her home home state, she's like, "It's for everyone's own good. It keeps Ugh. everyone safe." Like, mm-hmm. that's because her daddy fed her a line. Just propaganda. Yeah, there, there's a big section about banned books and television yeah. shows and movies. And However, I think it's hilarious that on this white South African girl's first day at, a, at an American foreign exchange program, her teacher finds out that she's this white South African girl and says, well, we're going to do a book report on Cry the Beloved Country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh-huh. teacher, Crazy. My, that teacher clearly knew this and probably didn't plan it but was like oh man you're gonna get learned today <laughs> that's a it's that's a good happen. teacher though that's challenging her belief system day one and making her uncomfortable i mean that's kind of what we have to do to grow sometimes yeah oh absolutely well, i mean but mari did say she was going to america to have fun and not to learn so you know who's, who's getting the last laugh there I mean, who, who, who among anyone who's done a student, uh, student exchange or, or, you know, study abroad doesn't just go to have fun. I mean, un- unless you are, unless you're going to, you know, unless you're going to somewhere that's not just a school and you're going to do some sort of like, you know, uh, mentorship program or like, you know, service program, you are going so that you could just get drunk a lot in another place. Sounds fulfilling. Almost certainly. Mm-hmm. Ah. So I think one of the first moments in this movie that made me really uncomfortable. I mean, we're we're skipping all of the bullshit at the airport where Mari basically treated her future host family like servants. Yeah. Um, and hey, yeah. wait, ha- have Piper and Roscoe, the mother, ever heard of a sign? 
to look for somebody at the airport. Yeah. Consider that. I bet you there's going to be a lot of black people getting off of a plane just because that uh, that's just going to happen. Did you think right. that you would just see the first black person and say, yep, that's the person we're looking for? Yeah, they did make a lot of assumptions. Like there was a, a woman wearing traditional garb and they were like, oh, that's got to be her, you know, because she had a headdress on. Um, but yeah. all that stuff didn't make me as uncomfortable as when uh, Mari went with the Dellums family to meet the congressman. And she walked oh, into a God. room full of black people and she was like, I thought I was going to meet the congressman. This has got to be a joke, right? You're kidding. This is a joke, right? I was just like, oh, my God. As As uncomfortable as that made me, I appreciate how many shots this movie has of just people staring Mari down like she's the dumbest person alive. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, she's pretty dumb. There's a couple. She gets um. Uh, Piper gets a couple good jabs at Mari though because it like she brings her a milkshake and she's like, "Do you like chocolate or do you only like vanilla?" <laughs> Which is like such a such a Disney Channel original movie writer room. Like, how can we make a joke that the kids will laugh at, but it's also serious? Yeah, like I like I was expecting them to be like sharing fucking black and white cookies at the end, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I always forget that black and white cookies aren't a thing except like on the in East New Coast York and, and New in Jersey. New Jersey specifically. Yeah, I always forget. We oh, called well. them we called them half moon cookies. Oh, moon. oh, that's Which I interesting. Think is a cuter name. Yeah, definitely better. I like that. It's cuter, but is it more inclusive and and anti-apartheid? I don't think so. Mm, I only Ryan. eat anti-apartheid cookies. Your cookies are <laughs> racist, Brennan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to America. <laughs> you know, after after the crazy year that the United States had, it was kind of nice seeing a movie where we were really the progressive ones. Oh my we, god. We set the educational tone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, as far as um wokeness and and progressiveness, uh I feel like you really can't get any better than a 1970s black family especially one where the father is like a a fairly prominent politician you know they um they had a copy of roots just laying around you know they had all these like african drums records and stuff Mm -hmm. you know i think um that was like the pinnacle of um you know the progressive movement in the united states basically all been downhill from there that root scene was really great. So for, for those of you who do not remember this, um, Mari is, you know, reconsidering everything she knows about her life at this point. She's, uh, it's the middle of the night. She comes downstairs and she finds a copy of Roots just sitting on the coffee table. Uh, Piper's dad comes down and he sees her eyeing the book and he's like, Oh, it's a, she, he's like, it's a really great book. Uh, you know, it, it did a lot to, you know, you know, teach people in America about the horrors of slavery. Um, you should, you know, you should read this book. And if you don't finish that book, you could take it home with you so that you could finish it there. And this, you know, this Lindsay Hahn, the actress that played Mari does the, uh, an excellent job of just showing, the horror on a child's face when they're told they need to read like a 1500 page book <laughs> because if i were in that position i'd be like uh uh yeah yeah okay like i can't finish ender's game but okay i'll try 
I, maybe this is small or, or nitpicky, but I all I could think of in that scene was when he was like, and you could take it home with you. Like, that's definitely a banned book. Like, she would get oh. in some shit mm-hmm. to bring that back to South Africa. Oh, well, that was why he said it. I mean, he, I saw yeah. him in that moment. You know, he's an actor and this is a movie, but I saw him being like, oh, yeah, you should take that home to your cop daddy. I'm sure he would hate it. I would have loved to see a, a phone conversation between the congressman father and the South African cop. Yeah, father. they really that missed an opportunity there. Absolutely. I mean, I think they kind of had to leave the father out because if, if we're being realistic here, that father has the right to just kind of take that kid home. And mm. if, if there were any involvement yeah. with the father, then movie over, that's it. But he was the one who was kind of playfully chiding his daughter, like, oh, you're going to want to come home right away. I mean, you know, I don't know. He almost seemed to support her decision in a lot of ways. I mean, we never heard from her parents again, really, after, you know, this whole should she come home, should she not come home thing, because they were the ones who wanted to send her. Yeah, that's how are we going to rate these guys? Yeah, Yeah, that's a great question. Good thing that we have some sort of system to do it. Hey, What's the it called? Dad Hour. Oh. The Decom Dad Hour. The Decom Dad Hour. Is this we is this where we do here. thumbs up and thumbs down? No, Ryan. No thumbs we in the middle. Grades here. Oh, so, no, F and A. It's a mixed system that we have in terms of our scoring. Yeah, yeah. We well, we, we, have- we have too many different rating systems. We got we got great we got grade letters. We got thumbs up, thumbs downs. Uh, maybe we should introduce a new like one to five system just well, for con- something else. Like, Congressman just like, yeah. you know, just Ronald V. Dellums, I think. Uh, no, uh, it's one to four. It's like a GPA. And I think Congressman <laughs> Dellums gets like a 3.92. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's pretty great. However, um, I mean, I, I, I believe this is based on factual events, but I could only imagine what kind of slander would be thrown around on, you know, the news about this anti-apartheid congressman housing a white South African child. Like, if, if, if we saw the reality of this in the 70s, I am sure this person, you know, this guy would be dragged well, constantly by every conservative news source out Well, there. look, you have a point, but you also have to remember that this was the 1970s. So, first of all, there wasn't this deluge of 24-hour news media. And second of all, there used to be a thing called journalistic integrity where they would see that and be like, well, this guy's family is off limits. So I guess we got to leave him alone. That sounds fake. I've never heard of that. Well, this was also before you were born. Ugh. Before I was born. born. Who decided that was a good idea? I didn't ask for it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I think, I think we all agree. Uh, Congress being born sucks. Top dad, bad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How, yeah. How about um when Mari tries to get Piper's mom to make her breakfast? Oh my god! <sighs> and she drops all of these food terms that I've never heard before, like yeah, Belgians and Rusks. <laughs> yeah, let me get a tail of ham and a <laughs> scrapple. <laughs> no, she just didn't get it. Um. Hey, lady, then, make uh, me breakfast. The mother does a good job of teaching her. It's like, oh, did you have a maid at home? Well, uh, here, you're just part of the family. You're eating <laughs> cereal today. 
You're eating sugar. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, Brennan, our our design Joker expert. Man. Yes. It's Joker Man. Oh my god. The answer to your question. It's Joker I, Man font. Yeah. I loved seeing Jokerman font show up on the Sugar Hoop cereal box. I I I'm a big fan of fonts. I don't know that many, but I know Jokerman when I see it and man oh man did that get me going. That was I exciting. Just, I love the fonts that some people are like, this is a logo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, curly, the curly font. You see a lot of that driving around. Um, I am a big fan of pointing out papyrus, obviously. I'm surprised at how many brands think that, yes, this font will increase my noticeability. You're also a fan yeah, of Brandon I Grotesque. I does because I notice it every time. Fuck. What font did you talk about, Ryan? What was Brandon that? Grotesque. Oh, Brandon. God. Yes, Brandon Grotesque was the font whose name I did not know that was used on my wedding invitations. And when I found out that we sent out Brandon Grotesque <laughs> invitations... I think it only made it better. Pretty Agreed. fitting, I'd say. It's a good-looking font, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's nice. A good sans serif. It's, you know, it's somewhat bold. Uh, it's it, it's good. I'm, I, I am a fan. I'm glad we chose that font. And I guess the name was just a, you know, icing on the cake. This has been four font fans forever hey speaking of icing on the cake let's talk about the fucking barbershop quartet at the mall i don't know that there's much more to say besides i have so much to say about the barbershop quartet in the mall so much to say so much to say oh another notable (laughs) would you believe me if i told you i listened to that song today and my wife got mad at me for it another notable south african david matthews (laughs) baby Here we have been standing for a long, long time. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so there's this barbershop quartet at the mall. Uh, They all go to the mall, and Mari's obviously like, what? You guys can shop together. But uh, they go to the ice cream parlor, and the scene starts with a barbershop quartet singing an awful song. It sounds like that fucking Goya Beans song where it's like, today is our birthday. You get a cake on your birthday. And I, you know, it, my, my first thought when I saw this was just like, why did they have to introduce the scene this way? And then I find out because at the end of the scene, the barbershop quartet comes to Piper and Mari's table and sings the song again to them and brings the same cake over to them. So my thought here is, is this barbershop quartet just going to every single table and singing this terrible song to everybody? Like, they're going to drop off the cake, and then they're going to take the cake away, and they're going to be like, yeah, sorry, guys, you can't keep the cake. We, we only got one cake, and we got to sing to every single person that comes here. It, it's a living. They're just busking. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they're not well, even hired by the ice cream parlor. They just showed up, <laughs> and the ice cream parlor didn't kick them out. They're independent contractor barbershop quartet. <laughs> I think we could do a barbershop quartet for an ice cream parlor unprompted. How about this? How about this? Whenever it's okay for people to go to public places again, let's just go to uh, Five Pennies in Rockville Center, New York, 
and just start singing to anybody who sits down. I think I think that's a good idea. I think people will really love it. Yeah, I, I hear no so objections. Too. Excellent. It's done. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it would be all positive. Can't think of a, of a, a bad point to that. Yeah, okay, Ryan. So you're going to be the, the bass. James, you're the countertenor. Brennan, you're the alto, and I am the lovely soprano. Why do I, why do I have to be the bass, Brandon? If you want, we could trade off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No problem. I could do that. I sang choir. I could make my voice go real low. If you're That's interested in that. our Barbershop Quartet rendition, please email barbershopquartet at gmail.com. Uh, that would be that's that's going to be us. I guarantee you'll get us. I promise. Wait, you, before before we move on from the mall, uh, did anyone notice that the answer to racism was capitalism? That the mom oh my God. explained. She's like, she's like, oh. well, of course, everyone can shop together because the shop owner doesn't care. He wants everyone's money. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you're so right. Oh, my God. Ugh, can't believe I didn't notice that. Good catch. Free market, self-regulation. Solves everyone's hey. problems. I mean, On that the... Uh-huh. No, 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 no. You go. You go. I was going to say, the reason Mari and Piper end up becoming friends is also capitalism, because they bought each other matching bracelets on accident. So, yeah. uh, Piper obviously bought Mari, like, africa pendant or like black power hand symbol pendant right and and mari got piper like the iron cross <laughs> right yes that right. was correct yes. i mean they, they didn't show yep. it so that's that's how it went down <laughs> yeah right the iron cross yeah oh, or like God. the fucking third reich eagle or whatever i don't know i don't know anything about nazi imagery why would i they did talk about the Gestapo in this movie, didn't they? I don't know. That was me talking about it before, but maybe they also did. No, they definitely I think, uh, yeah. did. Uh, I think they the made congressman a reference. Did. Right? Yeah, he made a reference to the Gestapo. Um, oh, I, right. I believe um, with the with the. No, I, he was I like remember the comparison. Now. Us having a little white racist South African girl in our house is like a bunch of Jews cozying up with the Gestapo for laughs. Right? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. And I was like, whoa, buddy, but you're also right. Yeah. He was drawing yeah, that, that parallel, was... too, because her dad is basically that cop. same function in South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. This movie Just out has... there rounding up Stephen Pico's and beating him to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The children who watch this movie don't know how, mo- how heavy it is. No. No. I, I feel like this is, a li- this is definitely too late to say 41 minutes into this movie. But if if... If the N word makes you uncomfortable, don't watch this movie because it it happens. It's said yeah. more than once. Yeah, more than once, and yes. by by people of both black and white persuasions. I, but I it's feel... meant to educate. The whole thing is done from an educational, tasteful standpoint. Yes, and it's, it's very really yeah. supposed to serve as an introduction. Right, because even the conversation that they're having is just one of an exchange of information. There's, you know, nobody's being called a slur. It's it just entirely like, matter of fact. Yeah, yeah, but it still happens, and it still made me go, "Holy fuck!" They just said the n word. It's yeah. a very, 
it's a, it's a very interesting choice for Disney to keep that on their streaming platform because they could edit that in some way, um, especially now when you know there's you know every every um, you know cable network is editing or you know removing episodes of their TV shows with blackface. Um, so it's a this is a different perspective. Keep it in because it's educational and it shows us how much we've how much we've grown since you know then. Yeah, they should keep it. Honestly, I think if at any point they remove it, that's just taking it a little too far. Because like we just yeah. said, it was said in a very matter-of-fact way, and it was only there to educate. I mean, granted, that's my white boy perspective on things, but I think it's a, a valuable tool for learning and teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Thanks, my white friends. Yeah, no problem, <laughs> white boy. Hey, does anybody got a decom f bomb? I got I a decom f bomb. Needed after that conversation, yeah. but no, go ahead. Okay, very good point. <laughs> but I do have one that I feel does add to the 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 tone of the movie. For those of you who don't know, if this were a PG thirteen movie, you would get to say "fuck" once. Where would you say it? Um, the one I had was oh, I forget what was. I forget exactly what was building up to this. I believe this was when the South African embassy was coming. They came to uh, Piper's house to, you know, mm. reclaim, essentially just kidnap Mari and bring her back to South Africa. Um, and they're using some bullshit justification to say why her being here isn't safe or it's not appropriate or whatever. Um, very clearly saying that she shouldn't be living with a black family in the United mm-hmm. States. Um, and uh, the mother, Roscoe, drops just like a, what are you talking about? And this is obviously the place where she would just go, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. The, that the, does add to it. As I was watching it, like the scene was cut in a weird way. And I thought like, okay, she did her take right the first time. And then every other time that they did the take, she was just like, hey, can I say fuck here? Can I just say <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I feel like it's going to feel really good. But yeah, that was mine. I don't have one better than that. I think it's, mm. I mean, obviously every person in the room with the Congress people, with the congressman, when um, Mari is like, well, where, where is the congressman? Like someone just softly in the background going, what the fuck? (laughs) In one of those murmuring hush tones that they do in in ADR. um, Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Who the fuck are you talking about? Fuck me. Fucking joke. I think my... This is a movie that actually, like, there are moments where it would fit. As opposed to most of the other ones were like, most of the other movies where we're coming up with them in moments where it would be like more comedy hmm. or like yeah. just an exasperated situation. This is like, no, they'd be, these characters would be justified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think mine is uh, a little bit more comedic, but also still serious. Cause we're discussing a, a man who, uh, you know, was killed by police. It's when uh, Mari and Piper are discussing Stephen Biko at the end of the movie or towards the very end. And uh, Mari's basically like, oh, well, he, he, Biko the terrorist, he's a killer himself. And uh, Mari goes, Biko didn't fucking kill himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wake the fuck up. 
sheeple. Yeah. I don't know. You could probably just throw in a couple fuck the police's in any point in this movie. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yes. uh, uh, Piper literally calls them pigs, and you know, like does she fucking oink pigs. at one point? Oh wow! Didn't she? So. Am I making that up? Piper starts throwing concrete milkshakes at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> she took one from the barbershop quartet and, and threw it at the white ice cream shop patron who she thought was going to curse out the waiter who dropped the cake on him. Right. I love I love that scene, though. So um, the, the comparison here is when Mari was at a restaurant in South Africa, one of the, you know, black bus boys spills a you know spills something on one of the rich white dudes and he kicks the kid and flips out he calls him, uh, a, and calls him a slur word. yes he calls him a slur um and then mari sees um a black server spill something on a white guy in the american mall and she's just wait she's like oh my god please don't you know, in her she head, literally she says something. out loud, don't hit him. Right. Um, yeah. But the guy takes it in stride and the, the server goes, oh, my God, is there anything I could do for you? And he goes, yeah, give me some of that that milkshake that you spilled on me. It's mighty tasty. Give me <laughs> some of that milkshake. It's very good. Got to taste the flavor. <laughs> Love that. Hey, if I got spilled on in a mall, it'd be like, yeah, cool. Free free milkshake. I'll take it. Yeah, they definitely overcorrected in that scene compared to the one where the guy got kicked. I feel like the the real life situation would have been somewhere in the middle where they'd be like, "Oh shit, ah, no, it's yeah. it's cool." Like, just can you please just get me like a towel, please, please. A towel would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Reasonably annoyed, but not racist about it. Yeah, or assaultive. Yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah, this movie, lots of heavy shit in this movie. Yes, there was, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lighten it up a little bit. Um, so when the when the South African embassy comes to the house to try to take Mari back, uh, this movie was made in 2000, but it takes place in 1977. But I swear to God, if you take a look at the the security guy that they brought with them. That guy, they plucked that guy right out in 1977. He's got like, uh, like a, you know, like a, like a shoulder padded, padded suit and the, the fucking mullet, uh, and like a, you know, it's like a gray suit, red tie. Like I'm looking at this guy and this man definitely did some like seventies porn, like, and now is just (laughs) playing a security guy in this Disney movie. This man is, is is beefy and could not do anything except live in the seventies. Yeah. I forget which one of the girls says, Hey, I wonder who that is, which is like such a softball line. But I rewrote that as, Hey, I wonder who that fat white thug is. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. Um, totally random, but we, you know, we have the, the movie on our shared screen and that wall organizer that they have, in the in their house is so cool i love Brandon, that wall i was organizer. literally just thinking about it yeah <laughs> right, while, right while, here as we were watching it I while it. my wife and i were watching this movie we both looked at each other and were like where can we get that wall organizer it's great it's just like you know it's like oh. cream colored and it's it's plastic molding and it's got like like 20 different shaped 
holes and slots for you to store notepads and pencils and just anything that you would need to just grab out of a drawer, except now it's not in a drawer and really messy. It's just on the wall in individual slots. I like Pretty fucking chill. Container store, listen up. Yeah. Hey, uh, Container Store, if you want to sponsor our podcast, we will... We would be very open to that. Uh, you could send us all those wall organizers. Um, just DM us, and we'll. Uh, I'll, g- I'll give you. I'll give you an address, and you could just ship it, and I'll take this it. This Disney Channel Tipsy Panel episode, The Color of Friendship, is sponsored by the Container Store. Container Store store everything you need here at the Container Store. <laughs> Rules and restrictions apply. See store for details. I sure hope it works out. All right. Off and what else we got on this states. movie? Oh, my God. Hey, resident Degrassi expert Brennan, did you notice a Degrassi star in this movie? I did not. Really? You didn't catch it? No. So oh, Was it, was it Piper, Phil Lumbly? No, it was not. But th- that's the dad, right? Yeah. Good name. Really good name. Um, Carl Lumbly. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Piper and her younger brothers have a group of friends. Um and there is one very tiny boy, and that's Ryan Cooley, who played JT. JP. Yeah. Oh, JT. Yeah. That's JT. Cool. This, because this is a, a Canadian decom, you know for sure you're going to get a Degrassi actor. And this was before he did Degrassi, so it was very cool to see. I, I mean, like he's that. young in this. He's yeah, like he, eight. I know. He's, he's very tiny. But th- this re- this is only like a year before he started doing Degrassi because Degrassi started in 2001 and this movie was filmed in 2000 or it came out in 2000. So maybe it was filmed in 99. Uh, regardless, he grew like seven inches between this movie and starting Degrassi. No kidding. Yeah. R.I.P. J.T. What do Gone you mean R.I.P.? J.T. died. Oh, like the, oh, the character. Ryan Cooley stopped acting, so... To to, ah. to the public eye, he is also dead, but R.I.P. Yeah, <laughs> real flashbulb memory for me when J.T. died. If anyone out there wants to talk about J.T.'s death, I'm here and I'll talk about it with you. But I can't promise that I won't cry. Well, I'm not one of those people. Don't want to talk about it. You heartless bastard. I mean, you can cry to me. That's fine, but I just don't. Johnny wanna... DeMarco stabbed yeah. him in the fucking back. Oh, dude, spoilies. Died. Yeah. And it's all because he and Mia, he left Mia to, you know, help raise Liberty's uh, yet to be born baby. Liberty, 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 (laughs) Liberty. The back is nature's turtle shell. That is what he said. Yes. This is very, this is actually. Sorry, Mia. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. I think that this movie should be remade in 2021, but instead of being about racism, it's about a hedge fund manager and a redditor, and it all comes to a head when the GameStop stock goes crazy. And Dude, that's, and they learn about each other in the process. That it's little quip is going to be. It's called the color of stonks. That little quip is going to be so irrelevant in 52 weeks. You say this, <laughs> but I swear to God, people are going to talk about this. They're more likely to talk about the MAGA hat wearing fuckers who stormed the Capitol building. Well, yes, that's definitely going to be talked about. But you can have two events in in one month that people talk about. 
No, you can't. Okay. <laughs> Point taken. Not allowed. Oh my god, it's this is a, a totally not evergreen statement, but it's still January 2021. Yes. Okay. How, yeah. how about how about this? Hey, hi, listeners. Hi. How are you? If if it's past 2021, if it is no longer the year of our Lord 2021, and you remember or are still having conversations or it comes up that a bunch of Redditors uh, manipulated the stock market to rip off the hedge funds of billions of dollars after they manipulated the stock market, uh, please email us at DisneyChannelTipsyPanel at gmail.com because I want to prove a point. Hey, everybody. What do the letters GME mean to you? If <laughs> nothing, please disregard. Now, how, how about this? If, if, if any of those things are true, call us at 917-914. Sorry, 914-863-1613. Call that number and, and let us know that, yes, it is, it is 2027, and I remember where I was when a bunch of hedge funds lost $12 billion. And that phone number will definitely still be connected. It better be. That's on you, buddy. And also tell us your opinion for about about 5G from the future. Tell us what you think about it then. Well, at that right point, now, it's going to be 7G. It's true. 5G good, 7G bad. Hey, did I tell you all that I got my microchip inserted? I got my Bill Gates vaccine microchip inserted. Dude, nice. sick. Now you're officially a bona fide lizard person. I am. Dude, he keeps sending me like little ping notifications in my brain. Just to be like, hey, it's Bill. What's up? And I'm like, God damn it, Bill. I'm I'm trying he, to work here. Please stop. Did he sending hit you off with those Soros bucks yet? Did he what? Did he hit you off with those Soros bucks yet? No, it's I, I still haven't gotten my Soros dollars. I am a I am a certified Antifa frontline worker, and I would like my Soros bucks. Well, I'm the CEO of Antifa, and Daddy Joe says you get the fourteen hundred stimmy. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, just put in a good word for me. We got to stop talking about all this. I feel stupider. <laughs> should we should we rate this movie? Uh, who's got who's got final comments? I'm sure there's um, other things to say. Yeah, there's there's a lot more to say about this movie. Um, we didn't even talk about Flora yet, who is oh the Bach family's uh, like domestic, I guess, is the best way to refer to her. I mean, that's kind of pejorative. I think, She's the housekeeper. But- She's the yeah. maid. She's the servant. She's yeah. like. And she's also she, fighting for the revolution against apartheid. Yeah, which is awesome considering her fucking employer is a, a crooked cop who may or may not have beaten Stephen Biko to death. When I started this movie, like when, when we were like five, ten minutes in and we and we see that like the she has a revolutionary flag and she's living in the house. I was expecting Mari to get a letter home, you know, to get a letter to the America saying like. Yeah. Um, Flo- uh, what was her name? Flora. 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 Yeah. Sorry, Mari. Flora's in jail. She uh, she was a troublemaker. That you know that euphemism right. that they use to refer to all black people. She was a troublemaker. And I thought I thought that's where everything would have come to a head. But I-, I guess it does make more sense that it's the death of Stephen Biko. I also want to mention how um, they were driving through a, a particularly depressed part of D.C. on the way to school or the mall. I forget. And The mall. Yeah. 
there were those scenes of everyday life that I actually really liked, uh, yeah, you know, from an artistic perspective. Yeah, it was cool. And like the guitar player with the cigarette dangling from his mouth who looked like, um, you know, an old blues man or something yeah, like, like Jun- Junior Kimbrough. Yeah, it was it was a, a nice um, little artistic montage. And, uh, you know, another good teaching moment, too, because that was when um, the window washer came out and squeegeed the windshield. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mari was like, is his job window washing? And uh, Roscoe, the mom, was like, well, it is today. Yeah. Yeah, that and then that, that's when Mari was like, is that what his card says? And they explain all about that whole, like, you know, working papers shit. There's a great exchange there um, when, you know, they're driving down the block. It is, it's, it's clearly, um, you know, an underprivileged neighborhood. And Mari's like, is this still Washington, D.C.? And the mm. mother's like, yep, it is. We still got our problems to work out here as well. And I think it would have been great if Mari was just like, what do you mean as well? Like, we don't have any problems. We're doing mm. great in South Africa. <laughs> I don't know what you're on about. Yeah. You know who we also never talked about? We never talked about uh, Piper's younger brothers. They're cool as hell. Oh, they, they are. are. Cool. Yeah, I like them a lot. I would watch a whole movie of just them, like, finishing each other's sentences and just hanging out. One of them was named, what, Charlie? Oh, I didn't even write down their names. I think one of them was named Charlie. I don't remember. It was brother and brother. Yeah, they, they were cute kids. I wonder if they were in any other movies. Yeah, I, I should have checked that, but I didn't. Uh, and I'm sure while you guys are coming up with some other great things to say about this movie, I could probably find out. Those kids are like our age now. Oh, definitely. Because this, this is what, 2000? Yeah, they're probably, they're probably older than us. They were probably mm. like 10 and 11-year-olds who were playing down because that's what you do. Playing down. Let's play down the impact of racism in America in the 1970s. Because we don't have any problems here. Didn't I just say that they acknowledge their problems? I mean, like, not a lot, but, but they do. They talk about it a little bit. <sighs> you proved me wrong again, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> We also haven't talked about the... Sorry, Brandon, you were going to say something? No, I wasn't. We haven't talked about the shopping and roller skating montages. Oh, my God. Which are a... um, I I won't say they're that out of place because this is ultimately a movie about, like, two teenage girls with all this other stuff overlaid onto it. But they are uh, very lighthearted compared to the rest of the movie. Yeah, I feel like those were definitely a Disney um, writing room edition. They were like, "How we have to show them going to the movies and seeing Freaky Friday, and yeah. like, and you know, roller skating and like trying on seventies clothes in the in the mall and like doing all this stuff and dancing." Yeah, but it was there's like, like there's like five minutes between them like dancing in bell bottoms and then saying, "Ooh, Stephen Biko died." <laughs> Yeah, like for this movie to be called The Color of Friendship, it's not really about friendship. And friendship isn't really a big part of it. Yeah, they they hate each other most of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, they're friends for like maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I I forget how it ends. Does it end with them like saying like, we're going to be friends forever? I don't think it does. I don't think so. No. 
they're sad to say goodbye at the airport. And then there's no follow-up. Uh, Mari is happy to see Flora. Right. Right. And then there's uh, the, the textual um, epilogues. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and oh, Mari and flashes Flora the uh, the re- the South African revolutionary flag stitched into her coat, which is a bold ass move because it's very yeah. visible and her dad's right there. So it's pretty yeah. badass. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Good on her. It's, yeah. it's nice to see that Mari has at least one redeeming moment. Oh, speaking of pretty badass, I actually really liked uh, the clothes that Mari ends up in when they go to the mall, like that little rainbow vest and the velvet pants. Like, you oh, know, yeah. pretty, pretty awesome clothes. I couldn't tell that whole montage. This is so small of this movie. I couldn't tell the entire montage whether they were liking or not liking the clothes they were trying on. <laughs> they would make ambiguous. Everyone would make an ambiguous face to all of it. They would like they would do expressions that no one does. It would be like. A, a shaking of the head with two thumbs up. It was like <laughs> I don't right. I don't understand what the vibe was supposed to be with each of those outfits. Maybe they didn't either because they're like you know thirteen year olds in the year two thousand and they don't know like is this supposed to look good? It looks silly. Why are the legs on these jeans so thick? They were probably just like, oh, we're so crazy. Look at us. We're so crazy. Look at these clothes crazy but, right but the thing is it actually looked like this the like what i assume was supposed to be the over-the-top 70s stuff actually looked like what people wear now right it yeah. looked a lot similar more similar than like the other stuff they were wearing yeah one thing i like looking at is when when they do montages like those in movies and they like you know, and the montage is interspersed with scenes of them just dancing i like to imagine what it was like to film that one dancing scene where it all happens straight in a row and it's they're just very awkwardly dancing for three minutes and just like <laughs> alternating between dance moves every now and then. Like, the, and like the director's standing there because they know it's going to be overlaid with music and no one's going to hear anything and just saying like, okay, now bump your hips together. Yeah, yeah, okay, you're loving it. You're feeling good. You guys are friends now. You don't care about racism anymore. Okay, mom, jump in. Yeah, the whole like the whole friendship just takes place in the montage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a pretty short movie. It went by really quickly. Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. eighty-two minutes. Very brief. Just a little, just a little flirtation with racial education. Depending on editing, this episode will be like as long or longer than the movie itself. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, okay. well, I think before we finish up, I did just want to mention one more thing. The uh, the music, the original music composed for this movie, is done by Stanley Clark, who is famous, most famous as bass player for Return to Forever. So just a little tidbit for my fellow jazz heads out there. Well, tell me That's about cool. Return to Forever, Ryan. The name sounds familiar, but I can't place Re- it. Return to Forever... Um, was a fusion group made up of Stanley Clark, uh, Chick Corea, oh, um, Jocko Pastorius, oh shit, uh, oh, Lenny wow. White. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not gonna double check my facts while we're on the Don't. phone here. Don't but state I'm, them as fact, no matter what. It it was like a jazz supergroup, and yeah, um, 
Stanley Clark was uh, one of the first, if if not maybe the first, um, jazz jazz bass players to uh, tour a, a headline tour under his own name. That's awesome. Damn. Maybe really I'm getting cool. my facts a little wrong because uh, you know Jocko was a bass player too. He was an electric bass player, so I don't know that there'd be two bass players in the same band. Uh, but, uh, no, 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 no. This is this is a podcast, which means. Whatever you say is true. Oh no! You know what? Jocko was in Weather Report, but um, mm. yeah, Return to Forever was definitely Chick Corea and uh, Lenny White and uh, Stanley Clark. That's cool as hell. Yeah, no, That's pretty cool. Really, really big name, and I was stoked when I saw it. That was actually what wrote me in, honestly. Movie, had, yeah, no, this movie had good references to music. There's an Earth, Wind, and Fire song. They talk about Casey and the Shun- Sunshine Band. Uh, Piper has a Commodore's poster in her room. All good stuff. The rest of the music, though, like the little filler tunes, garbage. Yeah, awful. The Muzak little, like, Korg beats they do, no, no. Well, that was what was done by uh, Stanley Clark. Much respect to Stanley Clark. (laughs) You Uh, you could say it was garbage. That's okay. It was bad. (laughs) Let's call him. Let's call him. Let's get him on the line and let's tell him. He's alive. He's very much alive. Yeah, he needs to know. He needs to know, hey, Stanley, you can do better. We would Some be, people just need to hear that. We would well, be, call, without exaggeration, the only people to bring this movie up to him after it was finished. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. If anything, Let's call up Al Demiolo while, while we're at it. Tell him he's a fuck. <laughs> I think it's time to rate the movie. Should we rate the movie? <sighs> yeah. Let's do it. For those of you who don't know, our movie rating system is very simple. You give it a thumbs up or you give it a thumbs down. There's no other option. I guess I'll start. This movie is definitely a thumbs up. It's definitely one of the best DCOMs that has been made, and it has an actual point, which is good. We've, I'd say like the last, you know, many Disney Channel original movies we've watched have had no point whatsoever, and I can't imagine why so many of them were made. This one had a an agenda. It had a good agenda, a positive agenda, and it was informative in ways that I was not expecting, which is largely a failure on the part of the American education system for not, you know, for telling us what that word was, but nothing about what apartheid actually meant. Um, yeah, good movie. I enjoyed it. Ham-fisted, but it has to be for children so they can just get the message. Uh, I liked it. Thumbs up. Yeah, leave it up to Hollywood to pick up the slack of the education system <laughs> with this movie. Anyway, this one's obviously a thumbs up. Um, I have some reading to do after watching this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ditto I mean, all you, all I'm, you said. I'm, yeah, I know. I'm I'm going to agree. The only reason I know about, um, sadly, really any of this is because of pop culture. I mean, like I said, uh, you know, Biko by Peter Gabriel taught me who Stephen Biko was, and um, you guys are probably going to laugh at me, but you uh, two on a live version of Silver and Gold on the album Rattle and Hum, Bono talks about apartheid and that basically taught me what apartheid was. So thumbs up to this movie for approaching a heavy subject, explaining it in a clear and concise way. And 
not boring me half to death while doing it. Thumbs up. Thumbs up all around. I, 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 this one, I would, is added to the short list of could watch again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. But, uh, this is definitely on the list of, um, would show a child in my family. Yes. But not too young, like, like a 12 year old. Oh, I'd show this to to a way too young child. I think that'd be a perfect way to kickstart their racial education. Right after Thomas the Tank Engine is this. <laughs> yeah, no, and you, now you get to watch the color of French. See, thing. see, you can't do that because the the Afrikaans slurs that they reference in this movie they sound too like bouncy and colorful to be true. You know, like like a kid's gonna pick up that word and just start saying it over and over again because that's what kids do when they hear something like you know interesting something new so don't do that ryan don't tell me what to do okay fine fair enough um we all gave this movie a thumbs up hey uh listeners if you agree with us, don't tell first of all don't tell us if you disagree with us but do tell us if you agree with us because that that's the opinion we want to hear uh we only want to be validated here yeah just just validate us never tell us that we're wrong um, but yeah, get in touch with us and talk to us about this because, uh, this is a movie actually we're talking about. Uh, we're on Instagram at Disney channel, tipsy panel. We're on Twitter at tipsy panel. We have an email, Disney channel, tipsy panel at gmail.com. You can call us on the DCTP hotline, 914-863-1613. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You could call us for, or, you know, email us for literally anything. If you want to request a movie. If you want to tell us about an old episode that you listened to that you really liked, uh, any interaction is great. It's just you can even email us to tell us that we're idiots. I, I would accept that, and I would say you are correct. Thank you for letting me know. Tell us about a dog you saw, or a sheep you saw, or a lion you saw. Yeah, tell us about tell us about uh, Animal Farm. You've tell read Animal Farm, right? Seen. Yeah, just tell me that you've read Animal Farm. Good Keep telling us where you were when Michael Jackson died. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's been a long time since we've gotten one of those emails, but we got a whole bunch. Yeah, please tell us where you were when Michael Jackson died. I still want to hear the stories. <laughs> there was a song in this movie that I could have sworn was Michael Jackson, but I looked it up and it wasn't. <laughs> it, it, it just, where were you it, when I died? Where were you when I died? Where were you when I died? Where were you when I died? <laughs> was it that one? <laughs> sure. Hey, were there any good um, credit names? Oh, uh, yeah. Brian Carl Parrott Lumbly. was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Billy Parrott. Yep, sorry. I closed my notebook already, but yeah, you're right. Uh, Billy Parrott. Ross Clydesdale. Mm-hmm. Sue and... Garay was, was a good one because it was S-O-O. Sue. Yeah. Sue. Sue Garay. That is a good Sue one. Sue Garay. Oh, by the way, did Len you guys Ron notice Hanks. that a relative <laughs> of the actual... Uh, Congressman Dellums was in this movie. No. I think it was his son. Yeah. Whoa. He has a cameo in this movie, which is pretty cool. Was he still alive when this movie came out? The congressman? The senator? The congressman? That is a great question. I do not know, um, but I can try to find out. He died in 2018. He was for sure alive. There you go. Cool. Looking up facts while we're on the phone here, like Weaver Bird Nest and... (laughs) 
the the cool plastic organizer that goes on the wall. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, find that know, organizer. Brandon, well, maybe we should 3D print those and start a, a start yeah. a side hustle. Holy no, shit. guys, yeah. James already found it and sent it to me while we're on the phone here. It's five hundred and twenty-five dollars. James, you didn't send it to me and Brandon, even though we're the ones that were interested in it's it. It's in the chat. Oh. I'm on DND. I didn't see it, but that's hey, no, it's not in the chat. What the fuck? Oh, it's in the yeah, chat. It is. Oh, like the in Zoom the in chat. the Zoom chat. Oh my god. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. All right. I'm done being an idiot. Uh, let's Clear sign off. Jet. This is good content. This Thanks for listening, Tune in next time. We'll have another decom for you. Bye. Find me this organizer. Bye. Thanks for listening. This is almost certain to be your last one. If this is your last episode, you are racist. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good one. $525? Yeah, it's yeah. there and it's at the uh, the MoMA store. Those are the two places I found it. Wow.